Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 357. Yes. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the big blue box hope you're keeping well and safe we hope you've had a cracking week and that you've managed to do something doctor who relatable related ah he's changed it up (laughs) (laughs) Ah, another week but weather's a bit up and down sounds very british but yeah Mm, it's been scorching isn't it until today yeah usual british uk shenanigans to deal with Mm. with the weather yes but i hope you are keeping well Dear Big Blue Box listener, we've got a fairly light show this week. Still nothing cracking with the news. Yeah. Not much going on, bud, is there? Still a bit no, light. There I've seen a few little rumours and bits and bobs doing arounds. There's, um, uh, I think there was over at, there's a pop geek culture website called comicbook.com and they Ooh. put an article out the other day saying that there's more classic characters being brought back into the new era of Doctor Who, but they don't know quite mm-hmm. what yet. And there's another episode, another article, sorry, around similar lines, like some other characters that are coming back and and all the rest of it. But nobody can really say who they are. It's just it's one of those um, clickbaity things. It's like our sources mm. tell us that you know these characters are coming back, but we can't tell you. It's like yeah, whatever. So there's not much in the way of um, of. Uh, Get your teeth into news, bud. It's quiet again. It is quiet. Is um, I see there's been something about um, a Doctor Who like T-shirt that Ryan Gosling has has been pictured in. You know, like a, it was an unofficial piece of artwork that someone did, yeah, yeah. and then some nasty person stole it and the the artwork and put it on a T-shirt, and then somehow Ryan Gosling's ended up wearing this <laughs> unofficial t-shirt with someone else's artwork on and I, I think the only reason i mentioned it is because um i think it's like that russell retweeted it or posted it because uh, ryan Gosling was wearing like shooty on a t-shirt and he's like you know supporting our new doctor so that's now become a thing and i think mm-hmm. the nice thing about this is that artist has actually reclaimed his artwork and is now selling the t-shirts himself for um a charity so it's all kind of worked out well even though the bbc even though they reposted his post, uh, <laughs> then had his uh, T-shirt taken down for copyright, and but it's back oh, up, God. and it's all been a bit of a nightmare. But um, the reason I mentioned this is because that I think what I've read from that is that Shooty is is filming with Ryan Gosling on some film or something or yeah, TV I show. So. I don't know. So he's yeah. yeah, he's still not filming Doctor Who. Uh, I take it. Do you know what, dude? I think it's some ridiculous bloody film based on Barbie or something. Barbie? Ryan Gosling's Ken or something like that? I don't know, mate. No. Yeah. Really? Ryan Gosling, Barbie film, 2023. Yep, there's there's an official film about Barbie starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. I, one can assume, rightly or wrongly, that he's going to be Ken. And yeah, our new Doctor, I think, is also in there too. Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, he stars... Oh, God. So, yes, Ryan Gosling is... I'm reading it now, dude. Margot mm. Robbie is Barbie. Right. Ryan Gosling is Ken. And 
Shooty is cast as another Ken. Another Ken. Another All Ken. right. Yeah. Blimey. There you go. Well, this is going to be the summer blockbuster then, obviously. Uh, Pre-booking <laughs> tickets for that. I didn't know it was for Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bloody hell. Anyway, okay. Uh, so we can take it from that then that Shooter's still got some a long way to go before he starts filming any scenes for Doctor Who. Yes. I, I guess. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, yes. Okay. So before we crack on with the rest of the show, you went uh, scouting for some for some Doctor Who stuff. Not on our shores, didn't you? Didn't you find some uh, some cool little? <laughs> well, go I didn't go over there specifically, but uh, yeah, no, we, I, you did. I, I, I didn't even, I'd forgotten they did them, but um, no, I, my partner had a business trip over in Dusseldorf uh, last week uh, for four days, um, so I tagged along, as you do. I've never been to Germany, so, um, and so while he was in his business meeting doing, you know, and in the big bucks, I, I went out and explored Dusseldorf, and uh, I ended up in a shopping centre. <laughs> it's like, got the whole of Dusseldorf to explore, but, you know, and ended up in a shopping centre. And I uh, thought, oh, I always go and have a look to see if they got any Dot 2 DVDs because I just like the different covers and stuff. And um, I'd forgotten that they, in Germany, they, they have these, I think they're called media books. They're like special editions of the Blu rays. Mm. And so there was this whole shelf of them. And you can imagine my eyes lit up. I was like, wow, oh gosh, what are these? And I recognized the style straight away. Um, so yeah, I was uh, taking pictures and posting them, and because some of the titles are quite funny as well. Um, you know, the translations were totally different uh, to like the UK titles. The one I wanted though, they didn't have. And I, every time we went anywhere, I, ha- I tried to find a shop uh, to see if I could find it. I wanted the TV movie one because it's just called Der Film, <laughs> Der Film, D E R Film. And I, I thought, oh yeah, I'd like that. And the, and the artwork on it's pretty really cool, um, but it was like the one one that i couldn't find anywhere which was annoying but yeah they were pretty cool and i i think so you've got like a seventh doctor coffee table box set book which is Mm. a german release and i have a feeling it's the same company i'm not too sure um because that's got great artwork isn't it but is it inside is it english text or is it german or yeah it's english text yeah oh is um, it oh maybe it's a different company then Mm. yeah so the company that made the box set that i got is called panda storm and um, oh right okay yeah so they uh yeah that special edition uh set as you mentioned it's weird because um on the front it's it's in german yeah um yeah which is weird but then the the nice big booklet that comes inside and everything uh that's in english and I think the text on the discs is is German. I think um, mm. so. It's like a weird hybrid of um, of, of German and English. I think the I think the titles in the book are English and then German, and then the text is in, I don't know, but um, it, it's kind of weird. But I know that I know the media book sets you're talking about. And yeah, do you know what, dude? I really like the artwork as well. I don't know who, which company or artist did them, but they do look very very cool. The one that I'm looking at some of them now. The really good one um, is. Uh, What's this? What's the translation into English? The uh, Iraq de Cybermen. What's that? Revenge of the Cybermen. Revenge is it? of the Cybermen. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks very cool. That one. Some great. They artwork. had that one. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to buy some because I was just curious, like what they were like inside. Because you can see there's like a little booklet. Um, it's in the in the middle of it. Obviously, they're all sealed up. So, but the thing is, the price is like the price is really varied. So, some of them were like fourteen euros ninety nine, which works out about twelve thirteen quid. Not too bad. 
Um, but most of them were like 34 or 49 euros. But they were all two disc or three disc sets. And I couldn't work out why the price varied so much. And I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Are they, are they in, can you watch them in English? Are they dubbed? I don't know what they are. So I, I just went with, I bought one just to, to, to bring home and see what it's like. And I opened it yesterday. And it's really nice, actually. And I kind of wish I'd bought a couple more now because I... The packaging alone is worth the price. It's so so nicely put together. Um, but I bought the Visitation just because I, I really liked the cover. It was mm. one of the cheap ones. <laughs> so I thought I'll get a cheap one just to see. But um, it's got like a special booklet. And it has, like you said, it's a bit of a hybrid. It's got like uh, English and German text in it. But I think the booklet has been somehow put together by with Matthew Waterhouse. I think he's done the text for it. So it's like quite exclusive to that set. Um, and yeah, I really wish I'd bought... They had Black Orchid, which was the other one I was considering getting because that was another cheap one. And I, I kind of wish I'd bought the two now because if I'd have known how nice they were, I wish I'd opened it out there, but we were so busy going around looking at cathedrals and goodness knows what else in Cologne and places like that. I didn't really get a chance to open it until I got back, but... But yeah, nice sets. If I ever go out there again, I might grab a couple more because, like you said, the artwork's really cool, cool on them. They, but, they are uh, cool, yeah. And there's um, there's a really good one as well. Somebody tweeted it ages ago. I can't remember who mm-hmm. it was, but uh, it was the Web of Fear uh, one, which is like a. It's the media books that you were looking at, like all the others, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's I think it's slightly more expensive. It's a special edition one, and it had um, it had the camera script in there for episode one and add a signed poster and it's got these other um uh newspaper cuttings out of when you know the episode went out in the press reviews in germany and stuff and i'm pretty sure that artwork is lee binding i think it looks like anyway yeah so they do some wonderful stuff man i mean Mm. i'm not going to complain too much because we have the really nice blu-ray special edition box sets here and all that stuff but Mm. yeah these individual releases in the media books they do look pretty sweet dude yeah, if I ever end up going back out of Germany again, I'll definitely uh, grab a couple more. They're really nice. Uh, talking of the um, the Blu-ray books, Blu-ray box sets, have you been watching any of your season 22? Because I've been working my way through that quite nicely, actually, in, in my spare time. Yeah, do you know what, dude? That's a really nice set, that one. Um, how, how, have you seen many of the special features yet? So I've watched all the behind the sofas, which were great. Mm. Um, I particularly like Wendy Pabry. She's quite, I think she's genuinely shocked by some of the violence in the series because I suppose she'll be sort of in her mind comparing it to the nice genteel era that she was from, you know, with Pat. And uh, yeah, probably, I mean, even I think it's quite violent for the time. So yeah, it's they've been great fun to watch and peter davison's hilarious on them he's turned into <laughs> such a in brackets grumpy old man uh you know he's sort of kind of almost playing up to that that thing now of just being grumpy but in a funny way you know yeah. what i mean he's just like he's just cracked there was one bit where he cracked up laughing and just him laughing made me laugh <laughs> if you know what i mean it's just like he was laughing at how bad something looked mm-hmm. um those behind the sofas are great um There's i've watched the them, wasn't there on this one there's quite a few yeah of them. yeah yeah, I've watched the interview with Colin, uh, which is one of the best mm. with Matthew Sweet. That mm. was so good. And there was so much about Colin that I didn't know, uh, which uh, I learned for that interview. Really, really good one. I watched the Michael Grade interview with Michael, Matthew Sweet oh, the, the other day. the special guest one. Yeah, have you watched that yet? Not the Michael mm. Grade one, no. No, mm. I've watched the Nicola Bryant and the Colin Baker one, but... Um, I haven't watched Nicola Bryant yet. Yeah, the mm. Michael Grade one I've yet to watch, but <clears throat> is it interesting? I don't know. Is it? 
well, it's a yes and no. Yes, it was quite an interesting watch because I think Matthew Sweet just sort of keeps going, you know, because uh, Michael Grade he's all right once he settles in, but to begin with, he's a bit like, it's a bit of a sort of two word answers. And so Matthew Sweet sort of almost keeps asking him the same thing to try and get to the nitty gritty. Um, he does come across as a quite smug, really Michael Gray, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yes, I did enjoy it. Um, but, uh, did I learn much from it? I don't know. I, I, I still think he's quite guarded and he, some of his answers towards the end didn't quite add up. Like when he, Matthew Sweet said, well, you can't hate it that much because it, it continued for three more years. And he's, Michael Gray sort of almost is in denial. He's like, no, it didn't. No, no, it ended uh, when I stopped it. And my, Matthew Sweet's like, no, it, it. we got a new doctor and it carried on under your watch for three more years. And Michael Gray sort of doesn't keep sort of shaking his head as if, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think that happened. <laughs> you know, so it is quite an interesting <laughs> watch. Yeah, yeah. And Matthew Sweet's very good on it, I have to say. But... Yeah, the extras on it are brilliant. I I've been watching all the special features. I haven't watched any of the actual episodes yet, but then I've I've seen them before. But there is a couple of extended versions of the episodes on there, aren't I think? There are. Yes, we've yeah. got um, extended editions, haven't we, for um, the two I doctors think and yeah. Faros, Faros, I think. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which I find very hard going anyway. So <laughs> not sure I'm too bothered. But yeah, I will get around to watching the episodes at some point. But yeah, have you, you've cracked the seal on yours. Have you watched a few bits? Yeah, yes, yeah. so I've watched the um, the making of from the two doctors, which is very cool. Mm. I've watched those two interviews with Colin and Nicola, and the behind the sofa. So that's as far as I've got so far. Mm. So I've got that Michael Grade interview to watch, and then as a <clears throat> our listener will know, there's plethora of other special features and stuff to crack on with. I'm looking forward to um, checking out the uh, this new mini episode, the Eternal Mystery again. Have you seen? That's the um, no, no. What's that? Yeah, so it's um, I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, it's like a brand new um, little mini episode that was filmed, which looks rather good. And, oh, I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, I also like they've done done this with some of the other sets where they've um, they just drag out a load of stuff from the archives, like old interviews and little snippets and radio bites and images and stuff. So that's quite fun to dive back into mm. all that stuff. So yeah, a little bit into it, but a bit more to go. It's very. It's a really nice set. This one, though, it is a great set. I have to say, um, and I've said it before. Not my favourite season by a long chalk, but I'm really enjoying going through in it. And uh, oh, the the location. There's a thing where Colin and Nicola go back and visit the locations from sort of all the stories of that. I really enjoyed that. That is great because they sort of bring out Graham Harper out of a TARDIS and stuff. And yeah, that was great fun. It's, it is, you can tell. So as with all of these sets so far, we're really spoiled. There's a lot of um, work and love gone into them. Yeah, it's really, really enjoyable. So I like, like I said last week, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to savour it and not just watch everything all in one go because it is, it is nice just to just, yeah, indulge in it. But um, yeah, it's a great stuff. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Wonder what the next set's going to be. I'm, yeah, come on, BBC. Yeah, I'm not even finished watching this stuff yet, and already it's like, so when's the next one coming? When's the next one? Well, coming? Maybe they're so? on the phone saying to Russell, "We can't change the logo on the bot sets, Russell, because people are going to go mad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yep. You... Right. So, bit of Blu-ray DVD shopping. Mm. You know, a bit of all that. No news to go through. Um, no. Before we get on to. Uh, our review of Tortured for this week. Please um, uh, make sure that you follow and subscribe to this podcast in your preferred podcast app. We put a new episode out every single Friday. And we also 
Um, I have a website, the Big Blue Box Podcast, which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of the episodes on there for free. Plus, you can link off to the socials that we're on. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can come and get involved. Give us a like and a follow over there. We chat Doctor Who throughout the week. And we also have a free Discord server. So hop in there and chat Doctor Who with lots of other very cool Who fans. Also, don't forget to remember... <laughs> to check out my co-host channel over on youtube it is of course the geek's handbag the geek's handbag yeah i'm working on a couple of nice little videos at the minute got a nice little review vid in the pipeline so yeah go and check out my channel but there's lots on there already for you to dive into and watch as well indeedy yes uh right um before we crack on with our review got a little bit of a surprise for everyone <gasps> surprise yes so one of our listeners from back in the day i'll tell you his name afterwards um has come across an old friend of ours oh yes so yes those who have listened to the podcast for a while will know that i can't remember how long it was ago now but we used to do merch corner we used to do a merch roundup and oh, it's not Dalek Tag. we had an assistant that uh that used to help us out and <laughs> you know he was always complaining never ever happy so we kicked him out we said, there you go, then if you're that unhappy, then bugger off. And he went, never to be seen again. But someone has caught up with him. Uh, no, no, not that switch. Do either of you have the faintest idea of the position you put me in? I picked up your former Dalek pet after he was skulking about on some desolate rock. I thought it would be an amusing distraction. But now he refuses to leave my TARDIS. I said not that switch. Try the panel to your left. I can see why you got rid of him. Oh, you stupid tin can. You've just blasted the console monitor. Right, that's it. I'm taking you back to Scarlo. I don't care if you were exiled. Ta-ta for now, my dears, but I'll return soon. The master always comes back. Um, he's still out there. He's still out there with the master? He's now oh, with the no, master. He's defected. Yeah. He's defected over. Oh, dear. What a little bugger. So, yeah, yeah that's... um. That was uh, sent in by one of our uh, listeners that used to send in reviews all the time. It's obviously been busy for a while. That was Aaron Lamb. Don't know if you know that name. Yes, I remember that name. Yeah, so we used to um, uh, do his reviews and stuff. So thank you very much, Aaron, for taking the time. That's not your normal everyday just audio snippet sent into us. So we will keep tabs on what's going on with Dalek Tat as he uh, <laughs> as he's. I, I've no. I, I imagine the masters just completely fed up with him already like we were i would think so yeah yeah Yeah. little bugger anyway the adventures of dalek tat that could be a new weekly adventure (laughs) yes or monthly adventure yeah yeah so in a way it's good that he's still knocking about i'd I'd hate to think that he was blown up by some some tyrant ship somewhere or (laughs) evaporated by some you know so he's grumpy but glad he's doing all right yeah. Oh, that was awesome. I like that. Cheers, Aaron. Thank you very much, buddy. Right. And with that, dude, what we're reviewing this week? Yeah. So this week, we're moving on to uh, Torchwood Miracle Day. This is episode four, and it's called Escape to LA. Let me ask you something. What is this dead is dead shit? Dead is dead. Dead is dead. That's me, huh? 
We are surrounded by people who should have died. And by persisting, they are draining the resources of healthy, living citizens. There's one thing you've got to sort out, okay? And that's my dad. But he's safe enough, Gwen. I don't want to live forever. Especially like this. I have risen with unending life. These living deceased should not have equal rights. You've compromised the security of the entire mission. What? Can you hear me? Because I believe their passage to the afterlife has been paused. And when this miracle ends, death will find us. Their time will come, and they will die. Ooh, it's picking up a bit of pace now. Just dead is dead. <laughs> so, Escape to LA. This is episode four of Miracle Day. And it was first broadcast here uh, in the UK on the 4th of August, uh, 2011. And our US friends got it a week early. They got it on the 29th of July of the same year. It was written by... Uh, so they divided it into two for this for, because it's slightly more Americanized uh, sort of thing. So the story was written by Jim Gray and then the teleplay was written by Jim Gray and John Shaban and it was directed by Billy Gearhart, which I think directed the last one as well. So we have the usual team. We've got John Barrowman, Eve Miles. Uh, we've got Mekki Pfeiffer, who's Rex in this. We have uh, Alexa Havins, who plays Esther. And we have Bill Pullman as Oswald Danes. And uh, Kai Owen is back this week as Reese, which is very cool. Yeah. And the synopsis for this one is Torchwood follow Corp to California to continue the fight but walk straight into a trap elsewhere. Oswald Danes and Jilly Kitzinger face off against their own adversaries. Hmm. Hmm. Right, so we're nearly halfway through, bud. Episode four. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I didn't mind this one. Um, it, I still don't think it was great, but it, it did ha- at least have some stuff going on that that uh, kept my interest a little bit more this week. So, like you said, a bit more progression, um, just a little bit more happening this week, which was good to see. It felt a little bit like more like the sort of Torchwood we know and love. So, but you know, people getting tied up and getting saved at the last minute and and breaking into buildings and the whole you know, uh, pretending to be American to get in. So there, there was stuff going on this week, which was enough to keep me going. Cause obviously up to this point, I've been kind of struggling with miracle day. It's not really gripped me, but see, this is a step in the right direction. It was nice to have a change of scenery. I, th- I thought it was really cool when they went to, uh, to LA and we got those nice shots on the beach. I mean, John Barrowman must have been baking in that coat. He must have been a you know, hundred mm-hmm. degree heat and he stood there in full, you know, uh, Captain Jack outfit. Um, so yeah, there was there was a few good moments I thought this week. Uh, nothing special, nothing stand out. Just still sort of edging towards some sort of um, revelation of of who's behind all this and what it's all about. But there's a few more little breadcrumbs thrown in, which which uh, I picked up and I liked that. The stuff with Dane was fairly interesting as well. The fact that he's already people are bored of him and they found someone new to follow. And I like the fact that that put his nose out of joint so he had to do something about it. So, yeah, there's a little bit more going on this week. I think this is sort of a step in the right direction. And, um, yeah, although nothing special, it was, you know, it was an okay watch. Hmm. I read you. I read you. Uh, I th- I'm along the same lines, I think, as usual. Yeah. I think it was an okay watch. I think, to be honest with you, though, I quite like this one more than I did last week. Oh, yeah, I d- same. Yeah. yeah. I liked I th- it more than last week. Yes. Normally, when we get to, when we discussed this last week, I think as well, is that normally when you get to the, 
the the middle of the of the of a series especially if it's a more, more of a u.s based production they mm. typically do these mid-season um sort of breaks with like a mid-season kind of build-up and a little cliffhanger sort of thing remember they tried that with series seven i think here with matt smith yeah. series. they tried yeah. that here it didn't really work but so normally when you get to the episode just before that so this one that's normally the the padded filler type of episode and then next week or sorry the week after next when we review episode five that's typically like the big oh my god this is like the big mid-season thing that's happened which is the shock sort of thing and then so we'll see what happens there but because of that i'm quite surprised i honestly thought this one was going to be more filler a bit boring a bit slow paced and just yeah not much going on but it was actually all right i actually didn't mind this one and it was um it, it had a bit more this series as a whole so far anyway doesn't feel like tortured as we know it but mm. some of the things that happened some of the scenes in this um it did feel like it was almost back to tortured of old in some way where people just sort of got into action and did their thing and i think it helped mm. as well that reese was back because he provides just a lovely bit of uh, and you can see dude um that uh, him and Gwen are still so into each other, can't you? Because yeah, yeah. there's a few scenes where he's on the phone to her and he's giving her an update about her dad and what's going on with the baby and stuff. And she can't help but smile. She's really trying to focus and concentrate on the job. You know, she's in the middle of something and then he'll say something and then big beaming smile. And then she'll just like reset back to job mode. And yeah, so that's all lovely. So I think having him back and them two being like that felt like more kind of last series torchwood a little bit mm. and um and also the although we didn't get much in the way of story progression like the overall arc we're still none the wiser on who they are quote unquote um mm. but it was kind of cool there was some action stuff it felt a bit james bondy a bit mission impossible-esque kind of thing going on where they infiltrate the building and they go up to the server room and there's this assassin guy that's after them it does feel kind of cool yeah i didn't mind it at all dude no i think um and like you said i'm hoping now because obviously at the end of this one they the guy who's tied them up is just about to say the name of who's behind it or something and they get shot in the throat which oh, is quite God. a sort of funny scene so i felt like okay so are we actually building up to finding out who's behind all this are we are we sort of getting to that halfway point and that's what i'm hoping that this was quite a nice build-up episode i'm hoping like you've just said episode five you know the next week is the sort of mid-series you know revelation some we're going to get something big to draw us in for the second half of series that's what i'm hoping because this sort of felt like it was leading up to that a little bit i thought um and the other thing that made it feel a little bit like the torchwood we know and love was it had a bit more humor this week but humor that landed so i think we've had a few clunky bits of humor in the first couple of episodes that didn't really work this week i felt like there was just nice simple humor that that actually was quite fun um so there were fun scenes this week which helped to make the episode more enjoyable so like gwen totally playing down the fact that she's on this gorgeous beach you know when she's on the phone to reese and he's like you're enjoying it she's like no i'm not no it's horrible here and he's like i just heard a seagull and all this sort of so there were fun moments like that which i think have been a bit lacking uh, up until this point so that that mm. makes this a better episode i think um yeah. and what was the other bit where she's made me laugh i can't think now but there was a couple of nice little moments anyway but 
yeah, it just like you said, the action scenes as well were a bit more. Um, there was a bit more excitement this week, and I liked all the stuff when they were trying to catch when they were playing that couple and they were trying to capture the guys oh, that was cool. scan yeah. you know there were fun <laughs> scenes this week which we it's really been needing stuff like that i think yeah you're yeah, absolutely and, right and dude yeah definitely. gwen's awful american accent when she said i'm never doing that again you know just stuff little moments like that just help make it more fun yeah <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right and there was um i think that was also what made it a a, a bit more of an enjoyable watch because i think up to now it's taken itself really seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's been very, um, I don't know, the, although Children of Earth had that um, real matureness to it and that seriousness, it felt like that was with purpose because we were, we were in on what was kind of happening relatively early on in that story. Whereas this one, because we don't know who's causing this whole thing and who's behind it and who's, you know who, who sent the assassin and and that stuff um we're kind of relying on the character progression and these new people how they interact with with jack and gwen and so on mm. to kind of carry that a little bit because they're not giving anything away with story not really we know about Corp, who is this kind of uh pharmaceutical coming across at the minute like this kind of sinister player in the game and we've also got this PA, you know, this PA woman, um, Jill, uh, Jilly Kitzinger, who's kind of manipulating things and she's just in it for the press glory, it looks like, with Danes and so on. So mm. there's a little bit of those things that are very slowly prodding along, but nothing's really given away. So in a good move, I think, we actually got a little bit more progression with those other characters because we know Jack and Gwen inside out by now mm. anyone that's watched Orchard from the very beginning up until this point we know them very well so that's all good the thing with rex is that he was very standoffish about uh, his dad being in la where they were so esther presses him a little bit she's like i went through your file says that you've got family here and he kicks off and uh, and all that and then he kind of gives in doesn't he? he's like you know goes to see mm. his dad that's obviously not very good that relationship so we know a bit about that and then we see esther who's trying to protect the kids that are in you know i think it's her sister a sister's kids i think yeah i think, um, so. think so and so she's worried about them something's obviously going on with her sister she reports them to childcare. they get taken away but now they're in some kind of weird foster system and all that and she's breaking down over it so that was very cool to see a little bit of extra background to those two um which was good and i think that made the story a little bit more um, I wouldn't say enjoy, uh, more, a bit more interesting to see what's going on, I think, with that. Mm. And I think because those things cause them to have emotional reactions and stuff, that then makes their reactions with Jack and Gwen a bit more real, if that makes sense. It's not just flying off the handle for the sake of it. It's not just the odd swear word for the sake of it and stuff. Um, so, yeah, for that reason alone, not much story, but the character stuff, I really appreciated and liked what they did with that. Mm. yeah I, I agree with that i think I'm, I'm i'm finally warming towards esther a little bit um because she's just been a bit bland up until this point so if i'm sort of warming towards her she seems quite sort of sensitive if you like um rex i'm sort of going the other way he's really starting to get on my wick to be honest he's he's just too bullshit and i wish they'd just mellow him out a little bit and make him a bit more likable because 
Um, although, like you just said, it was nice to get a bit of character progression this this week. They're still not feeling like a proper team to me yet. So, for me, Jack and Gwen are still very much carrying the story, and they have the best scenes. They don't seem to be gelling as a team these four yet. It still feels mm. to me like it's Jack and Gwen and Rex and Esther. You've got two sort of separate divides there. So I'm hoping at some point they'll come together a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm warming towards Esther, but Rex is really, I mean, when he went to see his dad and he's just so angry all the time, you know, they, they need to sort of chill him out a little bit, I think. Um, Cause he, he's getting on my, on my wick, to mm. be honest. I mean, it was quite fun at the end when he shoots, you know, he's running up the steps and he gets there just in time to save Jack and Gwen and he shoots the guy and he's like, you know, oh, anybody going to say thanks? And they're like, yeah, oh, you idiot. You should have, we were just about to find her. You know, so there was fun. That was fun. But yeah, I'm not digging Rex at the minute. He's getting on my, my nerves a bit. He's too bolshy mm-hmm. for my liking. Um, and then, yeah, if he's going to be sort of a major part of Torchwood, then that, he needs to be a bit more likable because I think that's the thing that's slightly missing from this series at this point is likable characters. Esther's right. kind of getting there. I kind of like her, but she's a bit wet, you know, she you know, she needs to toughen up a bit. Um, but yeah, apart from that, there aren't any other likable characters in this. And I think that's something I'm struggling with. So yeah, I sort of want to like Rex, but I don't. He just gets on my, my nerves yeah, <laughs> at, the, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, he is very angry all the time. You can tell that there's there's something behind the scenes with him that's making him be that way because I'm sure there's a word for it, buddy. I'm sure there's some kind of um, psychological label for that. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know, like a sociopath or a say, I don't know. There's a word for it somewhere because he goes from being really affectionate and loving towards somebody like you know the doctor that he's kind of involved with it feels like yeah that's and there's some history story, there yeah. um it feels like so him and vera they they kind of have this um back and forth it seems like so when he's on the phone to her when they get to la he's like look you've probably got contacts here you can hook me up with some you know um unofficially with some medication and everything and there's some mm. flirty bants and you know it's all good but then he goes from that to the next second, like being really like there's a there's a scene where he's in in a van outside the Court building while Jack and Gwen are infiltrating and doing that stuff. And mm. she's really dealing with stuff. You know, she her phone's going off and he's going bonkers at her. He's like, this is all your yeah. fault. Really, really horrible to her. And then the next minute he's just killed someone and he's just run up 60 flights of stairs and his chest is bleeding all over the place and he's mm. cracking jokes and he's like, you know thanks you yeah. know you know that so he's so the tone yeah so he's he's flitting between the, um being very sort of angry at the world you know uh, so there's there's definitely something there that we might not have seen just yet maybe they'll explore that a bit more his relationship with his father or something like that not quite sure mm. but um still can't quite quite connect with him as a character just yet i don't think like you said no. he's still a little bit on the annoying side and a bit abrasive for the sake of it, it feels like, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. And uh, what did you think to um, the Doctor then? Because uh, as part of her character in this episode, we get this um, reveal, don't we, that the government, not just in the US, but they did it in the U- they start to do it here in the UK with um, Gwen's dad. That we find out at the end of the episode is that they're setting up these camps, quote unquote, where they're basically sending all of the <laughs> sick people. It looks like. 
um, just to be confined in this big bubble of illness and stuff. You know, it's pretty mm. horrific. So uh, she obviously sees that firsthand uh, and she's not happy about it. But that was, um, I think that was the only other nugget of story progression that we got outside of the character stuff. But um, she was kind of calling cool this one, Vera. She's uh, She's still quite firm putting her foot down with everything there's a scene later on isn't there when she's in a doctor's or you know operating robes whatever and she's kicking off everyone like you know that shouldn't be there blah 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 she's she's going mad so she's a strong character she's quite cool yeah she's definitely got um potential i think and i, I like the fact she's sort of in the midst of it but not part of our main torchwood team so that sort of um makes it slightly more interesting i think yeah she's she's quite a, yeah like you said a good character and like not sure what's going on with her and Rex, but I like there's a link there to sort of bridge the two sort of stories, if you like. So I think she's working quite well in terms of the story at the minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. And um, I think we're going to wrap this review fairly quick, buddy, because mm-hmm. there isn't really um, nothing. <laughs> Although it was an enjoyable watch and everything, like we said, it was a bit, well, it was more enjoyable than last week. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but nothing really happened again um, substantially enough that we could get our teeth sunk into anything. Like uh, like when we review Doctor Who or anything like that, there's a lot of stuff, you know, and we could probably spend hours on an episode, you know, reviewing Doctor Who and stuff. But um, So other than them travelling to LA, setting up camp, the new Torchwood sort of base, and uh, really sort of the, the, the mission, I guess, for this episode was to infiltrate Ficorp and just find out exactly what's going on from their, from their end. Alongside that, this guy has been hired to assassinate them, but he's, he's kind of taken it upon himself to find out a bit more as to why, because he knows that it's a, it's a, it's a fruitless effort, it's a pointless job, because nobody can die. So yet he's been paid to kill them, knowing full well that he can't kill them. So he's kind of taken it upon himself to... To, to find out why. And he kind of knows a bit about Jack as well, doesn't he? He knows a bit yeah, about to know that. Yeah. Jack's backstory. And then that's it. That's kind of the story for the episode. Mm. So what did you think to um, the Oswald Danes part of it then? Because that's a bit more of a human side of things. So he's basically the bad mm. guy, isn't he? He's the convicted paedophile that has been released somehow, some loophole in the system. Now he's this media celebrity and he's up against a, a bit of a rival now. So there's a woman who's hogging all the limelight, taking away his media spots and everything. And then he makes that big gesture at towards the end of the episode where he goes into the hospital. No one else will go in there because everyone's bloody ill. Takes off his mask, says, I'm supportive of you guys. You're like one, you're, I'm one of you. I'm yeah. one of the normal people sort of thing. And that everyone goes bonkers and Jilly goes bonkers because the ratings are going to go up and all the rest of it. So his character's still lingering around. What do you think to him? Yeah, I, I'm so conflicted with, with that character because I thought that was one of the better scenes in the episode, you know, when he's, you know, it's quite interesting the way that how quickly people have sort of moved on to to somebody else. Who, what's that woman's name? The, the 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 one that's sort of taken all the press away from him. She, I mean, she meets quite a horrific mm. end, doesn't she? She gets put in a car and crushed, and then you get this zoom-in shot to the car, and you just see an eyeball moving inside. So that, that was horrific, <laughs> horrible. I thought. Yeah. Really horrible. Um, so whoever, whatever her name is, because I, I tried to catch it a few times, and I couldn't hear what they were saying, because it was like a double-barreled 
name. I did try and write it down. Anyway, her. So that was quite an interesting scene, I thought. She's getting all the media press. Jilly says to Dane, you know, you're kind of losing it now. Yesterday's news. So he has to act. And so he walks in, does that speech with the patients, picks up the baby. And I thought, this is quite a good scene. You know, this is quite... Some, something's actually happening in the story and I quite like it. But the other side of that is I just cannot get my head around the fact that anybody would side with him when he's mm. a murdering paedophile. I can't. I don't think anybody could find, anybody who'd done that could find any sort of redemption with, with like your everyday person. So I can't, although I like what's going on in the story in terms of what how he's trying to save himself, I just can't buy into it because I don't think anybody would. I think if if you were there, even if you were ill and dying, and, and one guy does kind of stand up and say, I know who you are, mm. and you think, oh, they're going to turn on him. But they don't. They sort of seem to cheer him and, and, and accept him. And I, I just don't think people would. I can't imagine anybody, you know, that'd be like, oh, I don't know, I was going to say the... I was going to say the the, the the JS name, you know, who did a lot of work with hospitals. That'd be like him walking back in and saying, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to save you all and people being okay with it. I just don't think they would. They'd, they'd throw him out. So it was an, it was a good scene. Uh, I, I thought it was a powerful scene, but I just don't quite buy into it because I don't think people would back Dane no matter what. You know, after what he's done, I just can't imagine anybody but a complete weirdo would follow or support him. So I, I'm struggling with that side of the storyline. I can't, I can't believe it. You know, nobody, nobody would, you know, I don't think. Mm. So I like what, I like the story. I just wish, I, I don't know. I just don't think they should have made him maybe, I don't know. It, I, it just, yeah. I just don't think anybody would support a, a murdering paedophile, no matter what they did, mm. you know, to be honest. But yeah. it was a good scene though. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the way he takes control. It was a good scene in the episode. Yes. Yeah, it was. And that woman you're referring to was Ellis Hartley Monroe. That's what I was trying to do. It's like a, a three-baronet. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's she's a goner, right? She's mincemeat. Well, right. yeah, that was that was <laughs> horrific, wasn't it? The little eyeball just moving in the in the compacted cars, unbelievable. Yeah, she gets mulched. Love that word. She gets mulched in the car. And, I uh, found that really uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, actually. It reminds me of the... Because I hated it. Do you remember in the old Superman film when he got put in oh, the yeah. crusher? Yeah, I yeah. hated that as a kid. It really is something about a car crusher. <laughs> and um, so when there's... Yeah, I found this scene really uncomfortable to watch. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was sort of waiting for it to yeah. burst out like he did, you know, when you see Superman rising out and bending the, <laughs> bending the metal back, you know, but no... <laughs> well, we did have, um, actually, in, on the subject of Oswald Danes, we only had one, well, we had two little two little moments, didn't we, where you could see under the, under the, the veil of media uh, showbiz rubbish and all the rest of it. So Jilly, who's the PA, PR, sorry, PR woman, who's handling his, his side of things with the media and everything and setting all of his interviews up and all that stuff. We have that one scene where she goes to his hotel room and he's acting really weird as well. He's like taking bottles off, bottle tops yeah, off. Yeah, what's and, that about? Yeah, That's weird. very weird. Anyway, she comes in and she's talking to him in her usual, you know, BS around media and all that stuff. And then her face sort of turns and her voice lowers a bit. And she's like, to be honest with you, the only bit of you that I can't look at is your hands because I know what they did. 
So that's a dark little moment, and you think, oh, God. But then she snaps out of it and, and all the rest of it. And then the other bit is that scene we were just talking about in the hospital at the end where that old guy's like, I know who you are. I know who you really are, all the rest of it. But then that only elevates his his sort of applause even more, if you like, because he goes the extra mile and takes his mask off. And he's like, you know, risks getting ill and all the other illnesses that are around him and stuff. So, yeah. He's an interesting one. And I'm, I still don't know. I, I think earlier on in the episode, we do get a little bit of foreshadowing from, from Jack. He kind of tells the others and also um, us as the viewer, I think, as he's looking at the projector on the wall, someone says to him, oh, you're still obsessed with that guy sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, Gwen says, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, things are happening around this guy. Like some reason like things are circling around him and it's going to come to a point blah 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 so i think something's definitely going to happen with him you know in, within the next i don't know couple of episodes i think something's on the cards mm. for him I'm not quite sure but um yeah and uh and we've spoken about the scene um with the, sort of the climatic scene where rex runs up the stairs shoots the dude sad taste uh you know of of all the odds you know when you're going to shoot somebody it's normally that's why people wear bulletproof vests right you normally shoot them in the chest or Mm. you know failing that it's the legs or whatever so as a cruel twist of 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 irony even if he had shot the guy 50 times in the chest or the legs he'd still be able to talk because nobody can die but he ends up shooting him in the bloody throat so he's not going to be able to um <laughs> to talk about you. Know, so, ridiculous. Um, but so that was a fun sort of end to that sort of tense build up, if you like, because you didn't yeah. know, like, is he going to slit her throat, Gwen's throat? You didn't know, so yeah, yeah. And that's all I've got on the episode. But I've really got any other notes? Oh, sorry. Yeah, your your um video feed cut out there. That's why there, that's why there was a, a pause. <laughs> you you froze for a second. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a cool. It was a, it was a good climax. It was a good to end to the episode. I thought, and then obviously with Gwen's dad being taken, it's a fairly sort of decent cliffhanger, I suppose. But it's it's nice that we're. I like the fact we're still going back to. Um, Wales, you know, with Reese and stuff. I'm glad we're still having those scenes because I think it it brings it back to sort of, uh, you know, what brings mm. it back home, if you like, and, and feels a bit more torturewoody having those characters in it. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's quite a cool little ending, I thought. Yes, yes, it was. Anything on your notes, dude? Because I've I've run uh, out. <laughs> uh, oh, you've run out. Um, no, I don't think so, mate. I'm just having a quick quick flick no i don't think i've got anything else to say on on this one particularly mm. it was like you said it was a i was worried i was sort of dreading watching it in a way because I, I, I don't i normally read our listeners feedback after i've watched the episode but for some reason i i read it before i watched it and we're going to obviously move on to those in a minute but they you know most of them were saying that this was you know a totally forgettable and and, and real filler so i was really dreading watching it this week so i was in a way pleasantly surprised as i said it wasn't great but it wasn't the sort of slog that i was expecting it it definitely had more promise this week and it definitely had more entertainment this week so um it's given me a bit of hope for the rest of the series i'm yeah hoping that the next step will give us some real meat you know we need a bit of we need a bit of juice on the bones uh next week i think we really do we're going to be halfway through this series we they got to give us something, I think, mm-hmm. to keep us going from here on. But this is definitely 
push me in the right direction rather than me feeling like I want to give up. Like I think after last week's, I was a bit like, you know, sort of struggling. Whereas this week it's given me a little bit more to think about and I, I'm sort of up for carrying on. But yeah, next week's got to deliver something, I feel. The next episode rather, not next week, but next episode. It's got to deliver something. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree, dude. Um, but also, yeah, like that, key, pleasantly surprised that it moved in a direction that was fairly positive rather than, oh my God, do we have to watch the next one to review sort mm-hmm. of thing? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so scores. I think it's me to go first. You go first, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a 6.5. I'm, Ooh, okay. I'm 0.5 up on the average that we've been giving it so far. Mm. Uh, so I think, again, nothing, nothing crazy in terms of story. We're still a bit in the dark around um, uh, the main villain or villains, whoever they turn out to be. Uh, Ficorp is still a still a brick wall at the moment. We don't know anything about that still. Mm. So a collection of kind of cool scenes, some good character progression, and uh, I really like the Mission Impossible style sort of scene at the end, which is kind of cool. But other than that, still just uh, you know, a good watch. You know, not too bad. Um, but yeah, still nothing to get our teeth into yet. No, not not much. Yeah, I'm I'm slightly below you, so I'm six. I'm a six out of ten on this one. Um, just as yeah, pretty run of the mill episode with a couple of nice moments and some good action scenes, but nothing nothing special. But yeah, six out of ten. It was yeah, it was all right. Cool. Okay. Uh, okay. So a six point five from me and a six from you. What did our listeners think over on Twitter? We had a few there. Will Sanger says I rewatched it on Friday, and I've already forgotten most of what happened. Uh, very disposable and very little progress seems have been made uh, to the overall plot and storyline the character exploration also feels like an afterthought which is shoved into the story oh dear oh dear oh dear indeedy yes um uh owen uh, doctor who home says um uh, i like the i like the ficorp stuff and the talent agency lady talent agent lady uh plot at least had me interested but this episode feels like treading water six mm. out of ten and then goes on to say to add the stuff in the cardiff in the cardiff to add the stuff back in cardiff is good and brings a bit of life to the story yes it does yeah i'd, I'd agree with that yeah um and next who is next sam anson says i think this is the point of the series where it begins to lose itself a bit uh with the beginning of far too many plot threads that we don't really resolve Mm. Uh, and lastly chippy t says the dane story continues to annoy and the gang's trying to hide away but being in plain sight is nuts there are uh, there are too easily traced i like the humanity of esther's family story and that of gwen the tower scenes are nicely tense if a little too much with rex's stare run a five from me <laughs> uh, and we had just a couple over on facebook and these really are short and sweet this is funny so one of our writers harry says Miracle day, question mark. More like poo day, I'm afraid. Oh, oh Harry. <laughs> Harry. And then lastly, James that, Walsh says... <laughs> that's not the quote you're going to find on the back of the DVD. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, and then um, James Walsh says, watching this makes me cry. It's so bad. Please stop and review some decent content. James. Oh, dear. I know, dude, but we've got to get through some of the crappy stuff to get to the good stuff, which we hope exactly. is coming. Yes. Um. Okay, dude. I think overall this one's like the last couple of weeks, to be honest with you, just middle of the road. Nothing, nobody's really shouting it's great. No one's saying it's terrible ones and twos, but middle of the road stuff, man. Yeah. 
I think one of our, one of those reviews pointed out it feels like it's treading water. This whole series so far feels like it's just treading water um, to get to well, hopefully the good stuff. I'm, I mean, surely this has got to ramp up. You know, the further we get in towards the conclusion to this series, mm. I mean, we'll be at the halfway point by the next episode. But yeah, it does feel like it's treading water. But surely at some point it's got to ramp up. We, you can't keep just having episodes like this where nothing really happens. You know what I mean? It's like something's got to kick in uh, at some point. I mean, they, they, like you said, perfectly watchable, but mm. nothing substantial yet. You know, we're nearly at the halfway point. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, John. Okay, so that was Torchwood then. Miracle Day, episode four, Escape to LA. What have we got next week for review, bud? Next week we'll be doing some Tom Baker. <laughs> that was a terrible effect. Some Tom Baker, uh, Fourth Doctor, and it's called the Invisible Enemy. Oh, where did he? Where is he? He's invisible. Where's he gone? The invisible Enemy. <laughs> Okie dokie. So that's going to be. Um, there you go, James. James Walsh over on Facebook. Back to some some great Doctor Who next week for review. I can't and, remember uh, the Invisible. Is it good? I, I don't remember that one much. Well, we're not going to say I'm a massive Fourth Doctor fan. Well, of course, yeah. This is you should know. You yeah, should I know. can't think which one. <laughs> I think I, Invisible Enemy. Anyway, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be good to see a bit of Tom. A little bit of Tom. Yes, right. Let's wrap there, dude. Then for three, <laughs> five, seven. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you thank you thank you so much for coming back and listening to the big blue box podcast for another week that was 357 and thank you so much to those of you that sent in your tweets and your facebook messages with your reviews and so on very much appreciated for that next week as adam said we are back to the fourth doctor era for some classic who with the invisible enemy so get your dvds or your brit box fired up because we'll be asking for your thoughts and your scores out of 10 as always so that's your homework for the week get the invisible enemy watched in the meantime make sure you uh, follow or subscribe to this podcast on your fave podcast app just do a search for the big blue box you'll find us on there that way you won't miss a show when it lands every friday or head over to the website big blue box podcast at uk you can listen to all of our apps on there for free as well plus you can check out all of the reviews and articles from our writers those guys are so cool grab yourself uh, a drink and uh, and read for all of that we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook links are on the website head over there give us a like and a follow and chat doctor who throughout the week between episodes and lastly we also have a free discord server so hop into that there's a link on the website and come and chat doctor who with lots of other cool who fans and before we go don't forget don't forget to remember don't forget to remember go and check out adam's <laughs> channel over on youtube it is of course the geeks handbag the geeks handbag yes plenty of videos over there go and have a look and also on all the socials Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a butcher's. Go and check Adam's stuff out. Very cool. Grab a drink. Hours and hours of content on there, so go and do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, until next week. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember. E- 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 e-